1: to the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. On this episode, we are joined by Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News. He is on YouTube. Check out his work. I will be posting his information on the description. Make sure to check his work out. Make sure to follow us on social media as well at the Juan on Juan podcast website, the Juan on I got a blog on there. But on this episode, we talked to Chris. I'm a fan of his show. He talks about a lot of crazy stuff. He's had a lot of crazy people on, a lot of crazy guests. And he's on the same level as me as researching things and that, aren't, that are not esoteric, that a lot of people don't really think about, connecting dots that a lot of people don't ever connect, that sort of thing. And on this episode, we talked about a lot of different topics. We talked about extra, extraterrestrials, ultraterrestrials simulation hypothesis. We got into the Anunnaki, ancient civilizations, multiverse, interdimensional beings. We talked about religion. We talked about so many good things, sort of freestyled. It had him on the show. didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. And we just let the conversation flow. And I know he knows this stuff because he's got a great show and he's got a lot of crazy people on. So I, I know he knows what he's talking about. And these are the type of people that I like to talk to and I like to have on the show. So, without further ado, this is Dark Overlords, False Narratives, and the Fight for Power with Chris Matthew. And we are live. Welcome to the show, Chris. How you doing today, man?
2: Hello, Juan. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm doing pretty well, um, given the circumstances.
1: Yes, yes. I don't know where this is all headed, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to give the reptilian overlords power. <laughs> we're going to switch uh, yeah. the subject up.
2: <laughs> Definitely, we don't want to do that.
1: Yes. So Chris, I'm a fan of your show. Uh let people know where they can find your work and oh, how please. they can find your show.
2: Uh yeah, my um I started out on YouTube. You can find it uh most of my shows there. Uh just search for Bidden Knowledge News on YouTube. I have podcasts. They're available on all popular podcast platforms. Uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, all of them, uh, and my website is forbiddenknowledge.news. Uh, you can find all of my work there.
1: Right on. Today's going to be a little bit of a free-form episode. We're going to talk about just any craziness, really. And I'll start off with the question I always ask people who come on the show. But who is Chris Matthew?
2: Who is Chris Matthew? Well, it's um it's taken my whole life to to figure it out, and it's gonna take the rest of it to completely figure it out. But um, I guess I'll just uh, start by you know in the beginning of my life, uh from an early age, I just had a feeling that uh, there wasn't something right about the way the world worked. Uh, it just was my intuition. Even as a young child, I questioned everything. I questioned the school system. I questioned movies. I questioned my parents' authority. I questioned everything because something never felt right to me about the way everything was uh, functioning in the world. And it got stronger as I got into my teenage years. And then, um, you know, I, as a teenager, I kind of fell into the bad crowd, uh, started drinking, doing drugs. And I just kind of put all that, uh, you know, buried all those feelings. And just started going on with society, Uh, you know, partied throughout my teenage years, early 20s, Uh, then got a regular job, you know, um, working a day job, nine to five, not questioning anything, but still having that gut feeling that, you know, something's not right with everything. And it just continued on that way um, until I um, divorced my uh, my wife. And uh, it was right around 2012. And this coincided with, uh, with you know, what, what people think is the beginning of this massive awakening that we're seeing now, because I definitely, all of a sudden, I just I had the urge to, to look into those feelings that I was feeling my whole life. Uh, and I just start, I started researching. I started researching everything that I questioned. Uh, UFOs, I started uh, diving deep into that, paranormal, conspiracies, uh, definitely conspiracies. I I went deep into, uh, you know, black projects, um, deep state dealings, um, all these things that I really wanted to know what was going on, uh, because it it just never felt right to me. So eventually, um, I decided that I had learned so much, and around me, where I live here in South Louisiana, there's not many, um, not many folks like me, I guess you could say, uh, less less open-minded. So there wasn't anyone that I could share what I was learning
1: with. You <laughs> know what to I club, mean? the club,
2: man. Yeah, so so I, I started a Facebook page first. Uh, it got uh, like a few thousand followers within a few months. And I was like, man, let me, uh, let me try a YouTube channel. And it just, uh, it took off. So I decided to, you know, get mine smarter than myself to kind of, uh, delve even deeper into this information. So I started contacting the researchers that I admired that I, that I wanted to hear more information from. And, uh, you know, most, 95% of these guys accepted on the bat. You know, they they want to come on. They want to spread this information. Uh, it's a great community. This, you know, this whole blanket community of UFO, paranormal conspiracies, whatever you want to call it, the alternative community. Uh, you know, they're, they're really great people, and uh, they're willing to share this information. And I've had some amazing guests on my show, people I never imagined that I would ever talk to. Um, I got to cover a conference, um, the Laughlin UFO Conference, and I'm I'm doing all these amazing things right now uh, because I actually followed my gut feeling uh, into investigating the hidden world behind our world, basically. And uh, here I am now and uh, talking to you, Juan.
1: Yeah, dude, we kind of have a similar story, I mean, I, I haven't divorced my wife, but it's Questioning, and I'm having this awakening. That's why I started my podcast because I started looking to all these things. And it's why do we accept what we accept as we accept it? Who decided that from the very beginning? And I've been looking into the work of uh, Simulacra and Simulation, where you know, you take the symbol and perhaps the symbol we gave it value right we gave it what it means but it's not that so in essence everything we know is nothing because we right. give it value yes just exactly. just as you know money money's one thing we give it value and we let it rule our world mm-hmm. and i'm not i'll be honest with you chris i'm not big into the government conspiracy theories i'm more of the Interdimensional aspect, extraterrestrials—if that's what you want to call them—if they come from another dimension, whatever it is, I don't know because right. I don't think we will ever know. But I call, you know, I call these forces and these things, these opposing—you know—you got the yin and yang, especially now at a time right now in, in, in history where we're at now. You see the division, right? You see the people who, if you listen to the mainstream media, you're a sheep. If you don't listen to it, you're uninformed. And it's like, again, Democrats, Republicans, you have, you know, the blacks, the whites. It's always this division, and it's constant. And it's like, what are the, where's all this energy going? Like, you know, it's, uh, who was it, the one that said that? Well, it's uh, the thermal, uh, sec the first law or second law of thermodynamics. That law, that energy isn't, it doesn't go away. It's just transformed.
2: Right. Yes.
1: And, and I believe in that, right? I believe in all that, and like as of lately, I haven't really been able to sleep. Not because anything wrong with me, but I just feel so, you know, un, unhinged. It's it's weird. It's weird to 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 explain. I don't know.
2: No, I I know the feeling. Um, for me, ever since this this whole thing started, there's been a new feeling. But before that, um, I knew that there was some dark force that kind of uh, was able to manipulate humans into uh, being so de- de- divisive and, and cruel and then, and, you know, they kill each other and they're money hungry. You know, all, this, all these things I've come to realize that it's from forces that are lower vibrational that feed off of these things. Um, that's At least that's what I come to believe. I think that there are forces behind the scenes that have been possibly just beyond the spectrum of our vision uh, since the beginning of time. And uh, possibly as long as modern humans existed, uh, they have been trying to manipulate and um, sway them to do certain things. And uh, I think that not only that, but I believe there are also, I guess you could call it extraterrestrial forces uh, that are at play. I think our planet, basically, it's like a lightning rod for for a lot of these things that are either outside our, our electromagnetic spectrum, on another dimension, or even from a different planet. Uh, I think that this planet is possibly... Uh, Sometimes I think of it as an experiment. Um, I think that life was seeded here for a purpose. And I think there's a battle right now to gain control over that life. And I think this battle has been raging since the creation of humans. Um, And I think it also goes through cycles. I think these battles, um, they occur every few thousand years. They come to a culmination. Um, And and I think that humans go through these cycles as well, these up and down cycles, and we're going through an up cycle right now. Uh, Our DNA is being upgraded uh, along with the the solar cycles, uh, the cosmic energy. Everything coming into our planet right now is affecting us as humans. And I think it's preparing us for this moment of, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call it battle, But I believe that the forces of good and evil that that kind of fight over control of this planet, I think that battle is going to be coming to a head possibly within our lifetime. Uh, It just – if you follow the the book of Revelation, I think that even though I I don't go by everything in the Bible, there's so much Mm -hmm. truth in it, Uh, and I think that certain factions – kind of use it as a playbook, but but they also know that these things are going to occur. They use it to their advantage. Um, and I think that that battle, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be possibly within our lifetime. If not, we're going to see some things, I think, in the next five to ten years maybe that we've never seen before. I think that uh, the other side may make itself known to human beings. I mean, it is already in in certain groups of people that can experience uh, this paranormal phenomenon, but I think that uh, I just have this feeling in my gut that uh, we're going to know for sure that this other world and these other worlds uh, truly exist uh, sometime in our lifetime. I think uh, they will
1: make themselves known. Yeah, some people refer to them as the ultra-terrestrials. I've heard that used before, and... I know you know your stuff, Chris, cuz you've had a lot of crazy people on your show. And again, <laughs> I'm a fan of it. I've had people. I've 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 had Ryan Burns on my show as well with uh you know, the Skinwalker Ranch, an interesting place, and it's like how, how you said, how do you feel? Where do you stand on the simulation hypothesis? Do you believe we're in a simulation like the Book of Enoch, right? The watchers how that higher power, whatever you want to call him, God, El, Yahweh, Jeshua, whatever you want to call him, was up there and he was conducting this experiment. And then the watchers and the fallen angels went down and started messing with the experiment. He got mad and obviously sent the the flood. Do you believe we're in an experiment of some sorts? How how do you feel on that? Well, uh, simulation, I'm leaning towards no.
2: It may be more of a holographic type universe uh we could be our consciousness is just plugged in in some way um but as far as uh what was the second part of the question
1: if, if, uh, uh I, f- I forgot i just asked you if, if, how do you feel about the whole simulation of we're actually oh, if in we're a simulation. an experiment yes yeah, so yeah if, if we're an experiment
2: so y- that part it, it kind of strikes a chord with me um because i've always thought that if these the Sumerian mythos has any truth to it, and these beings came down and they tinkered with the DNA of hominids and they combined it with their own. And I don't believe it was just one extraterrestrial species. I think they they combined a lot of different types of DNA together to make what uh, is now Homo sapiens. Um, and it when you when you look at it that way and the possible reasons that they may have done this—to uh, mine gold, to be slaves for them, to fight in wars for them—and um, if it's true that there are different factions that created us, that some that that love us and some that don't, that just want to use us—it um, it, it does. It 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 seems to me that we could possibly be some some strange experiment um, for these celestial beings or extraterrestrials whatever they are and um, I think that every once in a while they uh, they start over the experiment it's possible you know um, we've heard of these great cataclysms that have they happen every however many thousands of years and it wipes out most of the life on the planet and everything starts over and um, you know, many of the researchers I spoke to say that we're headed towards one of those same periods now, where everything starts over. Uh, you, you look at the the Noah's flood story, uh, the story of Enlil and Enki, uh, where Enlil wanted to to just decimate all the humans, uh, basically because it was an experiment gone wrong. Uh, their their slaves were rebelling. Yes. So yeah, I think it's a, a very highly possible.
1: Yeah, have you seen uh, have you seen the movie Prometheus? Yes. Awesome movie. It's like that, right, yes. where they tell him where. Have you seen in the movie when David is talking to the architect? They they don't translate it. Have you looked into what he says to him because there's a a script? No, I haven't. So in the in the translated script, it's unofficial, but in the translated script, supposedly that's the, a draft. It says that. He's communicating with him and he tells him, hey, listen, we've tried to save your species because obviously they were going to be killed before the aliens came and, and, and destroyed all of them. Spoiler alert, but whatever. <laughs> um, hey. So he tells him, we sent you Jesus and you guys killed him. You guys are monsters and that's why you guys need to die or something around that. You, you got to look into it. But it's like imagine if they would have left that in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the the stir what it caused. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, they they drop some uh, profound truths in um, in cinema and movies and TV shows. Uh, if you pay, uh, pay pay attention to the right things, you you know you can learn a lot from. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I tell people that I tell people they have to pay attention to the symbolism because these people, these forces, whatever you want to call them, I call them the reptilian overlords because uh, it sounds cool. They <laughs> put out these signs and they do it on purpose right because they know hey we know what you don't know and it's it's very interesting uh, it, it makes sense what you're saying about the the anunnaki where they modified the human dna because it, it we did this jump our brain what tripled in size doubled in size in such a short amount of time what happened that during that short amount of time that caused that because uh, the homo sapiens the advanced homo was 6,000 years back, but there's traces of them up to what a hundred and something thousand years back, 200,000 years, whatever it is. But then our brain capacity doubled or tripled in such a short amount of time. So what happened in that short amount of time that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I'm actually having, uh, I don't know if you know who Bruce Fenton is, uh, ancient history, ancient aliens theorist. He will be on the show tomorrow, and he will be discussing that exact thing: the the jump, the major jump we had in in our DNA. Uh, you said, like you said, in our brain capacity. Uh, and there's major anomalies uh, in the difference from uh, Cro-Magnon to Homo Sapien uh, that modern day science still to this day can't explain.
1: But uh, they have a narrative for it, right? It's always oh, they have yeah. a, an official narrative, and then if anything challenges that, it's wrong. Like just like Egyptology, yes, they have an official exactly. narrative, and they don't want to change it. That's what it is. And I and I've always wondered why such the hostility. Why aren't they open to other ideas? That's that's what gets me. I had Brian Forrester on the show, and he's the type of guy who cold hard facts. Right. And then I understand that when once you're in a community. And you get too woo-woo, you lose your credibility, right? So when I had him on the show, I was like, oh, he's probably going to be talking about aliens and stuff. It's like, nah, he's cold hard facts. This is what happened. This is what, you know, something happened. But I think about it so, so much where what if I could travel in time and and see when the pyramids were being, you know, brand, brand new pyramid smell and they were being used for <laughs> something that we don't even – have the remote idea of what these people were doing. And I know you had Ryan Burns on, and one of these things that has really stuck with me is that Haplogene X, where they have a certain anomaly in their DNA, where they're able to tap into this other realm and and see these other things. And I have a buddy of mine who does tours in Egypt, and the box in the king's chamber, he tells me that when you lay in it, and you hum a certain vibration, a certain frequency, the right. whole box starts to shake. And I'm like, I was like, dude, what if? Because Nikola Tesla was obsessed with frequencies. Nikola Tesla was obsessed with Egypt. Nikola Tesla was obsessed with the pyramid and in in different numbers. And he even said it, once you start looking at the non-physical pheno- phenomenon, once the science starts looking at it, they're going to advance in a decade more than they had advanced since the beginning of time. And it's like, what if these people were able to tap into something at a certain time of year at a certain time in the day whatever and able to just lay in that box and teleport to another dimension or something or i don't know astral project whatever they want to call it just like the minds the minds disappeared out of nowhere that were they able to figure something out as a people where they were able to just get up and leave and and break out of the simulation or out of the matrix or whatever it is i think about that all the time it's like we don't even understand human anatomy. We can't even figure a virus out, let alone why do we want to go to another planet to colonize another planet to do what? To destroy it there? What if we encounter a color out of space situation where it's an extraterrestrial bacteria where we don't even know what what it does and it turns people into zombies? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's like that. Yeah. We don't even know what happens in a 1 by 1 inch square of dirt, let alone what's at the bottom of our oceans and we want to leave this planet chris we want to go and colonize other planets
2: <laughs> well i agree i think that uh eventually we're, we would um that would be the ideal thing to do if uh for human survival basically but i want to go back to what you were saying about um modern day academia and um science and the egyptologists the archaeologists, all the uh, modern-day academics, they refuse to, to acknowledge some of these things that independent researchers are finding. And, you know, first it's because they, they want to keep their job. Uh, if they question the narrative, the mainstream narrative, they're going to get let go right away because the, the, the people above them they already know this is true and they know that the the false narrative is there for a reason so so that we don't find out the truth um so that's that's why you know I think that they I don't think they're ever going to unless unless it's it's made known somehow by by other beings by by showing them and independent researchers. Uh, the independent researchers right now are amazing, especially when it comes to uh, Egyptology, when it comes to ancient civilizations. Brian Forrester, I've also had him on. I did a live interview with him uh, at the Laughlin Conference. Uh, he has some amazing information. Uh, he, he does try and stick a little bit towards the the, the mainstream science, but he, he, has had, he has great ideas about um, – you know, how some of this stuff possibly could have occurred. And when you look into that, there, it's amazing that, you know, at first we can't recreate any of these things. When you look at some of the, the cutting in places like Peru, uh, Pumapunco, these precise cut stones, the way the blocks fit together. And not only that, but the weight of these <laughs> enormous blocks were moved for miles to get to the quarries and you know there's no way that they can create recreate this and build like the ancients built uh the great pyramid there's there's so many speculations on what the purposes for the pyramids were uh have you heard the story of uh napoleon how he he, when he went into the pyramid what happened to him
1: no, blow my mind please i'm not well, I'm not with- what
2: he had he had apparently um a, a, some sort of out of body experience, some profound spiritual experience where he saw his waterloo and he came out just white as a ghost and and freaked out beyond belief
1: his waterloo what's that
2: the the basically his defeat
1: really yes wow see that's that's the thing so they went and and when i was in school when i was a little kid right they would tell you oh these are the tombs for the pharaohs this is an over engine and then like once like you said once you have this awakening and you start really looking into things it's it makes no sense whatsoever not only that but they've never found a body in it they're buried in the valley of the kings you know a thousand miles south or whatever however far it is and it's they tell you this, and this is what's printed in the textbooks. This is what the official narrative is. I've never been there. I've, I've, I'm wanting to go there, but obviously with things happening now, that's probably not going to be for a while now. And my friend tells me once you go into those pyramids, have you been, Chris?
2: No, I have never been. I was invited, but unfortunately was unable to go.
1: That, yeah, the energy is is dream,
2: is, uh, is dream
1: destination yeah definitely it's one of my dream destinations too because i don't think people understand the sheer size of the pyramids oh yeah and and just the 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 feet itself and my friend tells me once you walk in there the energy is different maybe they're working at 0.001 percent of what they were supposed to from the time that they were built and Who knows? Maybe the dynastic Egyptians didn't build it and they took over this technology. That's that's what I
2: think. I think that uh, it goes even before the pre-dynastic Egyptians. Uh, It it could go beyond um, anything that we could imagine. It could go hundreds of thousands of years um, in the past. And I I do believe it was definitely before the the dynastic uh, Egyptians. I believe there was a highly advanced civilization. I think it was a global civilization because you can see evidence of that in Peru, in China, uh, in India, everywhere that they they have these megalithic structures, there's evidence that there was this global advanced civilization that knew how to build, had advanced knowledge of the stars, astronomy, um, and possibly had advanced abilities, psionic abilities and there's also evidence of giants there's um evidence of giants that could be up to you know 10 12 feet tall i've heard some accounts up to 15 i'm not sure about that uh and there we been also, bones
1: found of that chris uh
2: the, the there are definitely bones found i have had uh Michael Cremo, Uh, from, uh, he wrote Forbidden Archaeology. He worked with the Smithsonian. Uh, He assures me that there were giant bones found. Um, He says, you know, he's not going to admit that they they were destroyed like most of the theorists say. Um, I believe they were destroyed. I believe the the uh, Smithsonian destroyed all the evidence uh, of giants. Um, And not only that, but the evidence of the elongated skull people, uh, that were found all around these megalithic sites that it wasn't cradle head boarding that formed these skulls. These were natural formations. And in fact, uh, Brian Forrester in one of his presentations at the Laughlin conference, he was talking about the DNA results and I saw that. uh, Yes. And, uh, the I believe it was the mother is human and the father is unknown origin. So it's <laughs> very
1: very interesting. Yes, and so ha- have you had Michael uh, Masters on your show yet? Michael Masters? Michael P. Masters? Um, no,
2: I haven't. What is uh, what does he research?
1: He did the uh, he did the, he wrote the book identified flying objects and some other book where, where pretty much what he talks about this is a guy with a phd in anthropology and evolution and all this craziness so a guy who not just some wacko from the internet he right, talks about you're talking about yeah yeah where he talks about that these quote-unquote aliens are actually just us time traveling back from another time to study us in this
2: yes time. that yeah dr bruce goldberg has that same theory yes of. Uh, I've heard of that before. That's uh, a very interesting theory. I think that it is possible that some of the extraterrestrials coming to visit us are from the future indeed. Um, I think that possibly, you know, they're coming back to see how we progress, maybe help us along in some ways. But I don't think it's all of them. Um, There's too many uh, different... Beings that are actually reported with with contact phenomenon and uh, abductions, um, but when you, you get up into abductions and stuff, that's that's a whole new thing, and, and it's hard to tell if it's actually an alien or extraterrestrial or just us, our our military uh, doing some kind of
1: uh, sick black ops project, you know? Yeah, MK Ultra or something like that, because right? yeah. because and. Chris, you as a person, I, I do the same thing, right? If I'm going to talk about something, I'm going to have somebody who's a lot smarter than me, who has researched it with calendar. Because right. running a show like how we do, which we we have pretty much the same setup where, you know, it's different topics, cool things that I like. You know, I, I like yeah. the stuff that I talk about. I yeah. have the people I like on. And you do your part of the research, but it's different talking to somebody who's dedicated way more time to the subject because they're able to dive deeper you just get the understanding and sometimes people will bring up things that you don't know about how are you able to determine what is real and what is not how do you take when you have somebody on your show do you necessarily believe everything they're telling you or how do you work with that
2: not at all um i keep I try to keep my own personal opinions to myself, and if I do say it, I will let the audience know that this is just my opinion or theory. Um, I, I I should have a disclaimer that uh, the the views of my guests don't necessarily reflect that of my own, but I think the audience should be smart enough to figure that out, you know, mo- because of the you know the the way I portray. Uh, the guests and myself and interact with them. But no, I definitely don't believe, uh, my guests, you know, that if unless the evidence they present, uh, compels me enough to believe it. But again, when I find that I, I believe something hundred percent, the next day something will slap me in the face and it'll change my mind. Uh, so I try <laughs> to stay away from ultimate beliefs. Uh, I try to stay, as as in the middle as possible on everything because i know that i could always learn something that is going to change my mind and that's what i love about my show is i have guests that have you know one day i'll have a guest that believes something in the next day i'll have a guest that completely disagrees with them yeah and i i take all the information in and that's that's the purpose of my show anything that is forbidden knowledge we're going to examine it. We're going to look at all sides of it, and I let the audience make the decision. I don't try and decide for them. I don't push any views on them. Uh, I let the guests do the talking. I ask the questions. If I want to throw in my two cents there, I'll let them know that it's my opinion. Uh, but that's that's the way I like to do it, and I, I feel that um, especially if j- – journalism now is, is shit, honestly – Um, if modern day journalists, they don't, they're not even, they're just reading from a, a cue card. Basically now there is, there is no real journalist unless you're in the alternative field, unless you're, uh, doing something like us, um, real researchers, real people that are looking into things and actually care about this stuff. I think you should remain mostly biased, especially, uh, when you're doing your show, unless you have enough evidence to to present it as
1: true. Yeah, I I stay in the middle and I've, I because I've run into that where like you mentioned earlier in the show, you don't have a lot of people to talk to this to about these sort of things to people and right. you have a lot more episodes than I have. I started mm-hmm. recently, I released in February, but I, I grinded out about. Five, six months worth of episodes in two months before I released. So I was grinding out episodes just so I can be consistent and have material. And then obviously I'm recording. Yeah. Yeah. I'm recording more and more episodes every week. And you see from my earlier episodes, you will see in my show the slow decline of my sanity as I go, (laughs) as I learn these different truths and talk to different people you notice the decline in my sanity throughout the whole show so my show just gets it's a it's a downhill spiral and it just gets juicier and juicier as the episodes go on because i'm awakening throughout the entire process of it all and that's what i love about it the most the process and people have looked at me differently people i can't have conversations with people regularly because either I lose them at some point in time because it's like there's a lot of things that people know about but they don't know about it and it's like well did you know that this is this and it's like wait a minute what well I've, I've thought about this my entire life this way how could that be and it's like I don't you know I don't believe everything on her percent but I'm always open to entertain All ideas, because I don't feel you know the whole truth without knowing the whole truth, right? Right. So with you know, with religion, it offends a lot of people, but it's just the way it is. It's a system, it's a business, it's that's the way it is. You know, you can't. But some people live by that. How you said, some people live by certain doctrines and they believe it with all their will and then and, and all their soul. That's that's what it is to them, and I respect that. My problem is when they start, like you said, pushing ideas onto others classifying them in certain groups. But again, this is all part of the reptilian overlord agenda to keep us divided. Because at the end of the day, and you know this, Chris, at the end of the day, all religions are the same thing, different names, that's it. It's all the same thing. Story of creation, it changes up a little bit, but it's all the same thing at the end of the day. And I I love that ancient astronaut theory because you see such weird stuff like you see the same person being depicted throughout all these different cultures throughout different parts of the world at different points in time you see the same guy depicted over and over again yeah and it's like did we des- are we descendants from an alien race did were we modified and uh and, and that's how we were able to expand our, our brains I, I i'm in the middle of iron skies right now i don't know if you've seen that movie <laughs> uh
2: no i haven't no
1: yeah iron skies it's uh it's about uh moon Nazis and it's almost like the Anki and Enlo two brothers. And then they genetically modify some monkeys and the monkeys turn into humans, whatever. And it's like that. What if that was the, the official, what if that is the official narrative, right? Like you've had, uh, Matthew LaCroix on and how he talks about the inversion of the symbolism between yes. the serpent and the, the Eagle. That's very interesting as well. And it makes sense. I've had a, I've had this Gnostic, this Gnostic, uh, this person who studies Gnosticism, he's a lecturer and has a visionary school in Venice. Oh. And about how, you know, when the, when the snake tells him, you know, don't eat from from the tree of, of life, eat from the tree of knowledge. And it's like, you ate from it and you will know your origins. So the Gnostic belief was that in order for you not to find out that, you know, Yatabalt was l- making the whole world his own, you know, eat from the tree of life, so you can live his life, right? And it's like, don't eat from the tree of knowledge, because knowledge is knowledge is power, and they don't want you to figure this out. They don't want you to figure out a way to break out of the simulation. They want you to stay trapped in it and follow their their rules. But yeah, what
2: they've um, what they've done is they've inverted everything. Um, the The creation of religion, especially. Um, Christianity, and Islam, uh, Judaism. I believe that those are some of the uh, most enslaving religions. I think that they were altered for the purpose of control. Um, You were uh, exactly right about these same characters uh, appearing through all the different mythos throughout time. Um, and just the stories changing slightly now. Also, the stories change slightly to suit whoever was ruling during the, the time.
1: narrative, to yes, the victor the spoils, right?
2: Right, yes. Uh, whoever was ruling during that time, uh, they would want uh, history and the these these doctrines and these scriptures and these ancient writings to be portrayed. Uh, in a way that made them, you know, look good, basically. And it went by what uh, they wanted to portray the world as. So, uh, yeah, definitely these, this religion, uh, I I think that religion in general is, uh, most religions are a tool to control us. Um, And I think that if you go behind what, is what these religions are and you combine a little little pieces of each of them you can find the truth uh you can find the truth uh, well as much of the truth as, as 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 will present itself but uh i think that these characters that appeared throughout time i think that they were um beings uh possibly extraterrestrials and they had a lot to do with um Whatever this experiment is on Earth, and these these beings, uh, I think that they control much of the narrative still. Uh, and you were also talking about the the symbolism, uh, the serpent and the eagle. Well, they use the, the symbolism. Uh, it, it's been passed down thousands of years, and they're using these same symbols to assert, yes, we are still the same bloodlines that was in control before. Uh, this is our symbol. This is us. We are still in control. They throw it in movies. They throw it in, in music videos. Um, you know, all most of the celebrities are, I believe that, I don't think they're Illuminati. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they know what the hell's going on, honestly. I think <laughs> they're all brainwashed. I think that... Uh, they they're just doing it uh, because they're told to, and they they don't really know the the real reason behind it. You know, maybe some of them have done some esoteric studies and and looked into a little bit. but I, I really don't think they they know the the depth of what they're involved in. Um, you know, because I, I believe that uh, the whole entertainment industry has been corrupted. Uh, to a to a certain extent, I mean, th- there may be still some some outlets out there, but the occult is, has taken over. Uh, I don't, you, you know, you were you probably watch Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, scroll through everything is witchcraft, everything yes. is occult, demons, um, and you sl- you slowly saw it increasing through the years. Uh, the symbolism was increasing. The occult uh, shows, the, it seems like um, Luciferianism, is, be, is they're trying to make it more normalized, along with all kinds of other agendas that come along with it. It's like they slowly creep these things in each year to get you adjusted, uh, to get you indoctrinated into what they want the world to be. Uh, I still haven't figured out exactly what that is, what they want. Uh, I, more control, 100%. Um, but I, I think it goes deep through all levels of uh, con- control in society, up to the highest levels. Um, you know, gangsters, yeah. royal family. Uh, I, I
1: bat- believe it. I believe it 100%. And like you said about finding the truth in all these stories, there's always a sliver of truth in everything. Just as like these these boogeyman stories, there's always some truth to it. And it's been proven that fears are passed down through genetics. So perhaps this is a programming of our DNA in the real time, getting us ready for, like you said, what is it? We don't know. Probably some big reveal. This post-disclosure world of something that's coming i don't understand what the need for a space force is at this point in time maybe they're gonna fake an alien invasion and get us situated with that i don't know
2: what i think um the space force i think we've had a space force for a while for for at least (laughs) since uh the 1950s um You know, I've had plenty of guests on that claim to be in the space force or know this or that about our secret space program, and I can't take any of their words for it because there's zero verifiable evidence for any. It's
1: always a group that doesn't have a name, right?
2: Yeah, no one couldn't provide any paperwork. No one can provide any pictures of off. You know, uh, they've been to different planets and they're they're super soldiers. Uh, it's all completely unverifiable, but I'll have them on my show to present the evidence because there is uh, – there's compelling in the evidence in some of their stories, and some of the researchers that research the secret space program, uh, they have come up with uh, compelling evidence. And I will tell you right now, uh, David Wilcock and Corey Goode, I believe, are 100 percent frauds. Um, i I think that they are taking advantage of people the with this Stars old... Academy, right? No, 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 this is david they're, they're t- completely separate. David Wilcock and Corey Good uh were with oh God.
1: yes, 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 I know who you're uh, talking about. They came up with them they made a movie, yes, and then they, yes, up yes, up yes majestic
2: yes. yes, they're doing it completely for profit. they. Uh, They're frauds. Uh, So I would never have them on and I would never listen to anything that they say. That being said, um, there are other researchers that research the secret space program that has come up with some uh, pretty compelling evidence. Um, I think that we have possibly operations already um, on the moon. It could go as far as Mars. I'm not convinced yet. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely, uh, a sort of, I think that we have a planetary protection type of, uh, a fleet that, that kind of, uh, hangs out beyond our atmosphere. And that's just based on some of the, uh, researchers that I've had on that have presented some of this evidence. Like I said, there's no way to verify any of this. But I think the announcement of the space force is was just to kind of um, start
1: working it, it out in, there. right?
2: Yeah, put it out there so people would know. And I think it's also it could be a reason to um, that we roll out some new toys and and stuff like that. Um, but definitely, I think that there's there's we've been working on that. And if you if you want to go as far as go back to the uh, World War II Stories of Nazis uh, (laughs) channeling extraterrestrials uh, to reverse-engineer ships, and then they went to Antarctica. You know, all that stuff is unverifiable. It's a great story. It's entertaining, but there's no way to tell if it's true. Now, the Admiral Byrd stuff is pretty uh, pretty compelling. That's some interesting stories. Uh, Again, no way to verify, but uh, it's great stories. I think that the the Nazis did get their hands on some advanced technology somehow um, as far as they took it. I don't know how far they could go, uh, but I do know 100% that we took their scientists and Project oh, P- yes. and we integrated them into um, the United States – it's disgusting where it's everywhere we agree Braun to Braun. our scientists our media our politics they kind of they they dug themselves into the united states in a way that uh it it took control over almost everything um that's where all these black projects started that's where mk ultra uh project mockingbird um all these dark um, projects that that would kind of pave the way to culture creation um, they they would do all these things to kind of start steering society in a certain way they they would actually manipulate the music i believe i think that uh, the the whole lsd movement was to cause a certain kind of shift in in thinking uh, and I think this control—it's beyond anything people. You try to explain it to them, and it's beyond anything they can comprehend. And that's when they immediately shut down mm-hmm. uh, and don't want to hear anything else about it. But there's there's dark forces uh, in our world right now that um, I, you know I want to I want to believe that that the light is actually rising up and taking taking these forces head on right now. And I think that's why there's a struggle. On the planet right now. I think that's why there's so much division amongst people. Uh, I think that's that's why uh, we, see, we see people waking up, um, but I think it's supposed to happen right now. I think this is the time uh, that we actually have to try and take our sovereignty back, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and to touch on what you said about the Nazis with possible extraterrestrial technology, advanced technology, it's it's possible, and it makes me think how many times the government or anybody or any head of power has used. Because I'm starting to notice a a, a trend with this sort of thing. I did an episode. I don't know if you know about the Ashtar Galactic Command.
2: <laughs> Ashtar Galactic? No, I'm, I don't think I'm familiar.
1: It's a UFO religion, and it's more of a spiritual non-physical thing and these people I guess astral project or something and they believe that Jesus Sanandar it was Jesus Christ is this extraterrestrial being Uh and he came down on earth to teach people this these different craziness I I don't know but I'm starting to notice this what if maybe actually this these other entities are interdimensional Uh and there's a way to I don't know how to legitimate people channeling and all this stuff is. I believe in evil. I believe in witchcraft and all that stuff. I don't mess with that. The occult, and because you open up yourself to, you know, to dark things. And how many times maybe the government has been able to get in touch with these entities and they teach them knowledge, just like the Knights Templar in Baphomet, where they were well, worshiping this dark entity.
2: I think. Uh, I don't think it's. When, you, when people say the government does this and the government does that that I think that's what puts people off I don't it's not the government it's these secret compartmentalized factions that, that do it um, yeah. that are so compartmentalized the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing and even some of the highest officials don't know that it's going on. Uh, that being said, I, I think that there, there are definitely factions that use magic every day. Um, I, I've, I've heard from a researcher that is, that there is an actual room they use in the Pentagon to, to practice black magic, to do rituals before they, they make certain moves or decisions. Um, but I, I, I believe it. I, I think that they, they definitely utilize this because it's powerful. It's, it's what we're, it's what we're connected to, uh, in the universe. Magic is, it surrounds us. It's an energy field. You just have to learn how to manipulate it and they're manipulating the darker side of it. Uh, you can connect to the light, to the lighter side, you can connect to the darker. side. you have to have a balance, I believe, but they are completely off balance. Um, and you know, they, they go to the darkest levels with this stuff and the, the the entities that are connected to this magic that they're using, they feed off of uh, fear. They feed off of death. They feed off of destruction. Almost uh, like a
1: sacrifice it, to them, right? Like right. an offering to them.
2: Correct. They, that's you know, there's uh, there's many things that have been done to appease the forces that they work with because they get rewarded. Uh, that's, that's where part of the
1: happen. deal. So, that's part of the deal.
2: It is. It's. It, I believe it's part of the deal. And uh, you know, the, I think I believe that when they're losing power, they do larger rituals. Hence, I, you know, I, I could go as far as to saying 9/11. I could go as far as to saying uh, the the Vegas shooting. Um, you know, some I've had plenty of researchers on that that have talked about this, and and it does raise my eyebrow. Um, I tend to think that it's possible that. These are rituals. Um, they, they also have other purposes. They, 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 they may have multifaceted purposes for these events, uh, the, the staged events. I don't want to say the FF word, uh, but you know these, these staged mm-hmm. events that occur, uh, they, there's multifaceted purposes, but I think there's also a ritualistic aspect to it. Um, they also do everything by, by numerology. Uh, they rely on numerology. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Zach Hubbard. Uh, he He does excellent no. numerology work. Uh, he connects everything. He can connect any event to a number, um, any even natural disasters, but they they know how to use dates. They know how to use time. They know how to use the 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 sun and the moon and astrology. They put all this together because they have a knowledge of it. It's been passed down through their bloodlines, uh, and they know how to manipulate the ether. They know how to access this magic. They know how it works, and they know how powerful it
1: is. We talked about the giants earlier, right? And I and I mentioned the Book of Enoch when the when these fallen angels came down to Earth and taught man, you know, the yes. knowledge of roots and, and 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 herbs and all this different stuff and it might have been that right and that was passed down through centuries and yes i'm starting to see a correlation between that between the this this and and, and again it's, it's human nature to seek higher guidance right like that's why people go to religions because they want uh, uh to be guided in life to follow certain doctrines and i feel this falls into the same realm of things where they're looking to this higher power to guide them and again like you said there should be a a balance but it, it's really freaky especially people like like cern right where or geordie rose when they talk about quantum computing and how they're opening up portals and these entities he compared it to lovecraft's great old ones that might right. come through they're not going to give a shit about you but they're gonna and it's like if you know lovecraft you know that the great old ones are not cuddly and cute and nice. They are drive people insane and they, and they kill people, right? That's their thing. And it's like, yeah, we're in contact with these things to help us, to help us uh, advance and the civilization advance. And it's like, mm, maybe, maybe. And it makes a lot of sense what you just told me. It, it, it really it made me connect some dots where, wow, maybe the reptilian overlords are these, other interdimensional beings where they do feed off this energy and yeah maybe hey if you do this for us just make sure the people are divided and we get our feed of energy and we'll do this for you and you guys will have everything that you need as long as we have what we need and it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense just like that have you ever looked into the room at the the un meditation room have you ever looked into the history of that room and who owns that room no, I have not. So it's by the, I believe the name is the Lucius Trust. Oh, a- okay,
2: yes, I know what you're talking about now.
1: Yeah, that's weird, right? It's Lucius yeah. Trust, and the Lucifer. It used to be the Lucifer Trust, and the owner of that company openly worships Satan. Right. And very odd, very odd that that would be in the UN meditation room, really.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned yeah. technology, because uh, technology, I think, is a big part of the plan. Uh, technology is a double-edged sword. It can go either way, but I think the way we're pushing it, the way the, the powers and control are pushing technology is the wrong way. Um, I, I'm terrified that AI could go wrong, um, and like you mentioned, Jordy Rose, um, he, he talks about AI as if they it is an alien. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if, what if they are, tr- you know, trying to intermix this this um, spiritual negativity into technology? Um, you know that, that's another theory that I've heard. But uh, our technology right now, with uh, cell phones, social media. Uh, everything that we can do, it's great to to have the connectivity and all the innovation with it and everything we can do, the communication, it's all wonderful. But there's an extreme dark side to it. Uh, If you look at uh, the younger generation, what it's done to so much of the younger generation, there's no more social skills. It's changed them. Um, And it's, it's changed society. It's changed so many things towards the negative that people don't talk about because it's become the new norm. But when you look back, that's not normal. Uh, this is not yes. normal human behavior that we're, we're seeing right now. And along with that, uh, I think it's part of they want to prevent us from being upgraded like we are right now. They want to prevent that. So they, they spray crap in the air. They, put, they give us GMO foods, and they're trying to alter our DNA to, I believe, keep us from – ascending to this higher level of of uh, of humans uh they'll do everything and i think that, that that's what they've been doing with technology social media movies everything that we surround us our education system uh they want to keep us dumb and down so we don't there i think they're terrified of it i think they're terrified well, of this period of time right now
1: I'll, I'll i'll have to disagree with you on that one chris about them not wanting us to advance because i feel that if I feel that they want to put, so we're talking about the singularity. And I'm coming out with an episode on Monday. I called the technological similarity demonic AI. I think and you Jeffrey. have a different
2: idea of advance. As far as what I'm meaning, I don't think they want our DNA. Up. I don't think they want us awakening, I should have said.
1: Well, I feel they want to merge us with machines so we're easier to control. Like yes, in the Matrix. So that's, that's
2: where I was going. That's exactly, we don't disagree. <laughs> we don't disagree at all, my friend. Just I was different terminology. <laughs> yeah, different terminology. I think they want to suppress our DNA and awakening process, and like you said, eventually, possibly merge us with machines. I think that's one of the goals.
1: Most definitely, most definitely, want to merge us because we're. What computer do you not know that hasn't been hacked? And it's like I, I tell people, listen, this is, this is, this is, the best marketing. You're going to live forever. You don't have to experience disease. You're going to have a youthful body. This and that's how they draw you in. And you know how many people would jump at that idea? How in the movie Prometheus, the head of the company went all that way. Why? So he could live forever because he was old and frail. And when he found out and the architect killed him, he was like, oh, there's nothing on the other side. It's nothing, right? It's like, it's just dark. <laughs> and. Right. That'll make it a lot easier for them. And we're getting there. Elon Musk, Neuralink, yeah. we're getting there little by little. By 2030, you'll be able to download your consciousness into a computer. What happens then? What do we expose ourselves to then? What if these, I've heard that these demonic beings, if you want to call them demonic, they, they need flesh and blood. But then you have people who say that they can infect computers and in anything that they want, right? Have you ever looked into Tracy Twyman?
2: Yes. Uh, yes, I, I, I did want to uh, have her on, unfortunately. Uh, she passed away, of course.
1: Very interesting story. Yeah. And towards the end of her life there, some weird stuff was happening where she was talking about that, about these demons that got into some right. computers at CERN and were able to manipulate her screen and, and very weird, very weird stuff. Very weird stuff. So you have Isaac Cappy involved in there as well, which is another oddball. Yeah. Yeah. And just just weird stuff, man. I I don't know. And, you know, well, we'll start winding it down here because we're at the hour. I told you we'd go for an hour. And again, it's just. Chris, one more question. I just want to know from your point of view, because I'm at a point where I don't even know what to believe anymore, to be quite honest with you. I reserve I have my thoughts about certain subjects. But I just don't know what to believe. And especially with what's going on right now, you have the left, you have the right, you have whatever, you have this. Where do you get your news from, Chris? What do you do to get your news and how do you verify (laughs) Do you take it for a grain of salt or what? (laughs) Well, first of all,
2: I do follow mainstream news sources. I will read the stories. Uh, But I find that um, that's not where the real information come from. Um, if you go a little bit deeper, um, RT is a really good news source, believe it or not, even though they are more mainstream, you will get a lot more information from RT. Um, there, you know, you, you can go to the, the, the far right, uh, news outlets. They claim to have the cutting edge information. What I do is I have so many, um, Especially right now, I have so many researcher friends that we have group messages, and we send each other information. We send each other articles. We send each other things that we find. Um, we, we, you know, I've had a tight connection with a, a bunch of researchers for a long time, and, and that's the we find that's the best way to share information is uh, if you find something, share it with someone else uh, and vice versa. That's where I get most of my information from is sharing it with fellow researchers. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as I do earth changes news, I, I scroll the, uh, volcano, um, volcano discovery sites. I go to, you know, uh, I find pictures of anomalies in space. I go to the Soho, but, um, mainly you just have to look deeper than the mainstream. Um, there's, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any really good news sources. Not really, because I, I get most of my information from my fellow researchers, yeah. uh, and it doesn't come from any particular place. But uh, just look deeper. Look deeper than than the news. Um, if if it doesn't, uh, you know, it, double check your sources too. Um, don't just look at one source and and go with that. Make sure you you uh, check multiple sources uh, for information. And right now it's hard, man. It, it is so it really hard is. to find good information because it's censored. Uh, you uh, believe it or not, you know you can find a lot of good stuff on YouTube if you know the the right channels to watch. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a few channels that I watch. I, I do follow uh, Carrie Cassidy from uh, Project Camelot. Occasionally, she'll have some oddballs on there that I that I disagree with. She does have yeah. some guests. Uh, she she does do good geopolitical shows. Um, Rents. I, I listen to Jeff Rents a lot. He he does uh, have a lot of uh, good information, a lot of uh, up to date information. Um, yeah, just, just find a, find somebody that, that you feel in your gut is giving you good information. That's, that's the best advice I can give you there.
1: Yeah, as we head into this George Orwellian world where things are being censored, they're stripping certain things away, they're going back in time and changing things around and making sure it fits their narrative and perhaps staging fake wars to keep everybody on edge. And keep people in line. And the more and more I. I this John Lennon quote. That's really resonated with me. as a, Since I started my podcast. The more I see the less I know for sure. And that's that's exactly yes. the way. it. That's, that's exactly the way it is. But Chris. Thank you so much man. We got to do this again. Next time we'll pick a topic. And try and stick to it. But I like this free form. Just talk about whatever craziness comes to mind. And just let. The conversation flow, it's good to be able to talk to somebody who's on the same mindset as me because it's weird trying to talk to people about this. You have, Sometimes you have to download the information. You have to spit it out because when you have it inside your head all the time, it can drive you a bit insane uh, knowing all these things and connecting all these dots. And it, it's a lonely, you know, the esoteric research and all this stuff. It's a lonely road. <laughs> It's a lonely
2: road. (laughs) It is. Uh, That's why, I mean, I I have a great online community. Um, If you can get that, if you can get some good online friends, it helps, you know, share some information there. But Juan, thank you so much. That was so fun. And I'd be glad to come on anytime.
1: Chris, one more time for the people, where can they find your stuff? And I'll be posting in the description of the episode where they can look at uh, you, look at your stuff. Again, I'm a fan of the show. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you taking the time to come on my show, my little show here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, website is forbiddenknowledge.news. Uh, you just search forbidden knowledge news on YouTube. You can find me on any popular podcast platform. Just search forbidden knowledge news, and I'm
1: there. Thank you so much, Chris. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You as well. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this show. Make sure to check out Chris's work on YouTube. The information will be in the description. Make sure to follow us on social media at the Juan Juan podcast. Check out my website, the Juan, Juan Shoot me an email. Guess what? The Juan, Juan podcast at Gmail And again, I always appreciate the support. Make sure to give us a like rating, share, subscribe, whatever it is to help us grow the show. And let me know what you think. And as always, until next time.